You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 100th official episode of All Creatures Podcast, Angie. Hey, Chris. I'm so excited to still be here. Wow. That's incredible. This is our official 100th episode. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe we've done over 100 episodes. Like, it's insane. And we're still friends. I know. Fan partners, I know. I haven't driven you off yet. See, that's the, that's a good now. thing about not making any money, right? Like, if you're we making money, then we'd have a reason to fight. But no. Yeah, uh, no, never. Never, never, never. Oh, it's yeah. been a blast. It's been a real ride. Uh, and it doesn't feel like a hundred. So I think that's a good sign, right? My, my father always taught me that if you do something you love, you won't work a day in your life. And I yeah. can't believe we've done a hundred episodes. I feel like we just started. Yeah. So just to give you some statistics real quick before we, we jump into this, we've actually done 118 episodes, 18 of those. Like in the beginning, I was doing 16A and 16B and 17A and 17B. And I was like, why am I doing that? It was dumb. <laughs> and and then we did conservation news, you know, we threw out there because we really were so motivated to to share this knowledge, but it got so overwhelming for both of us. We're like, uh, we can't handle this on top of normal life. So but this is the official episode 100 review of where we've been and where we're going. Am I going to cry? Is that going to happen? I'm, oh, well, you're going to cry in a second. I'll probably cry no, no. like out of laughter of tears. <laughs> let me, I'm going to make you cry right now. Let me play our very first episode together, which was episode two elephants. You ready? Uh, I feel like nails on the chalkboard, but. I was born ready. Go for it. Here we go. So welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Angie. Yeah. So Angie, this is our first one together. Super excited. I know. This is awesome. It's, you know, we've been planning this for a long time and I'm so just energized to get this going. You know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a lot of fun and a lot of good buildup and really interesting research. Right, Right. I've learned a lot and... I hope to share that with everyone. Right, right. And I think um, the history of Angie and I, the reason I'm doing this is because of Angie. Aww. You know, when Angie showed up years ago. Shucks, you're yeah. too sweet. <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> 
Okay, Angie. Now that was in my office, us trying to talk with two microphones, not understanding anything technical, <laughs> how sound bounces off walls. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're in our mother's basement. <laughs> uh, I, we basically were for the more or less, right? Oh my yeah. God. And I remember being so nervous and I'm not a nervous person mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I guess I thought, I didn't have anything to lose, right? So that's how you tricked me into trying it. And I figured, I figured how bad could it really go? And I think we found out <laughs> on your favorite animal, on elephants too. Of all I know. Things, so. We got to redo them. We got to go back and like redo our first three or four because we did the next week, your favorite rhinos and a little improvement, but yeah, probably not much better. I remember playing it to my rhino friend, uh, Allison, and she was like, Oh, yes, that is. Wow. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> yes uh, I think you got a few things wrong. There's actually five species of rhinos. <laughs> uh, Bless her heart. You know, I love you, Allison. Feedback is important because it makes us get better. So yes. And uh, we'll get to Allison because she's still one of my all time favorite interviews, but no. And, and for the listeners, this is going to be a, a, a review of where we've been and where we're going. Like I said, and we're going to play some clips for you. And talk about where we want to take the, the podcast and some of our, our more funny moments where I still listening to this day, I was cracking up, but this is the beauty of podcasting, Angie. And this is what I, how I sold you in the beginning. It's like amateur radio, right? And, and you can listen to our interviews, our early episodes, and definitely we have grown like not only in our ability to to have banter and talk and, and learn about these species and really dig into the literature, because I don't think people realize we spend a good, I'd say six hours at least, on, depending yes. on the species. Oh, minimally. Well, it depends yeah. on how many YouTube YouTube clips I watch of their behavior, <laughs> yes. which yes, is not required hours. for for any for anything to do with the podcast. But yes, no, prep takes a while and uh, we're lucky yeah. being in academia that I have access to, to a lot of the peer-reviewed journals that unfortunately a lot of people can't get online. And there's mechanisms to try to change that with open mm-hmm. literature for everyone, but mm-hmm. a lot of the older articles of the people first being out and recording some of these amazing behaviors, uh, mm-hmm. they're old and dated and yeah, but I, but I get access to them. And so depending on how much I read those, it can, it can really take a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I think part of the benefit that our education with our PhDs and written scientific articles that have been published, we're able to to look at those and quickly get the information we need and move on. Right. So it's, and still, I mean, it's not like we're reading every article all the way through. It's we pick oh, out what we need. Yeah, that's no, no. Yeah. I search for whatever I'm targeting. Yeah. So it, you know, when you're talking six hours of prep, I mean, that's a lot of prep. It's, it's a lot of reading, preparing our slides, thinking about what we want to talk about. And then even then, even then we know we get some things wrong every now and then. Sometimes. Just a few. Sometimes. <laughs> My husband's usually the first to point it out. Yes. 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 But you know, the funny thing is too, you know, what's so great about a podcast is our audience has, has watched us grown, you know, and I love to give shout outs to some of our earliest and now our newest fans that we've been interacting with. I mean, Jonathan in British Columbia has been there from the beginning. I mean, from episode one, he's like, I love you guys. Thank (laughs) you, Jonathan. You're the one, you're the one that helps keep us going where I'm like, this sucks. I have, we can't do this, (laughs) but 
between you and our moms, we were like, okay, we, we'll do one. We'll try it one more time. We'll get it. Yeah, we had a listener in Canada, so that was good. And, yeah. you know, and that, <laughs> and, and to be in full disclosure, I mean, I think our first episode, we had like a hundred downloads, which is good. It was just good. You know, we, we always joke about our moms listening, but you know, we saw a hundred people, hundred of our friends. Great. Okay. To now we have tens of thousands of listeners around the world. Uh, Jonathan was one. Lee down in Australia is another. Uh, hi, Lee. Yes. Yeah. Love interacting Amy, with him. I mean, Carly's a big fan of yours. So she, hi, Carly. <laughs> she wants Girl more power. videos from Angie. Yes. Less of me, more of you. Yes. Well, now <laughs> I have my awesome All Creatures podcast shirt, which for the record, if you would have asked me a hundred episodes ago, if I ever thought we would have t-shirts, I would I have know. said, no way. But <laughs> looks like we made it. I know. We have them. And, that, and they're awesome. Logos. And I get so many compliments on it. Yeah, that logo is amazing. We've lucked out with that one. That was that was really good. And and you and John came up with all creatures. I'll give you credit for that. That was your you guys we did? brainstorming. Yeah. We were brainstorming okay, cool. names of the podcast. Yeah. All right. was, you guys came up with all creatures. It was amazing. Well, and one of my favorite books growing up too was All Creatures Great and Small. So right. it's an excellent, yeah. excellent series. But yes. Mm-hmm. So then we have Kristen. Karen's always posting. Emily, Rosa, Alexandra, Tamara, Corbin. Was one of our big fans from the beginning. So shout out to Corbin Maxey. Uh, love, love Corbin. Yeah. Paul from Varmint's podcast always, uh, is a fan of ours. And then just lately, you know, Julie and Julie, the two that we, we announced it, it's Bill and Quinn. Quinn sent me a message. He, he was very excited. We said his name over, uh, the podcast last week. Um, so Quinn, hello. Shout out to you yes. again. And then Chris. Chris has been amazing with Lily. He said Lily just absorbs everything, and now she Hi, wants Lily. to be a marine biologist. Awesome! So. I sh- yes, we're learning a lot about marine creatures this year, so yes. it's been really fun. And there'll be a lot more coming and, down the pipes. Yeah, and to all our other fans, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll try to give you shout outs. Cecilia, you know, she's one of my yeah, number Cecilia. one listeners. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so it's just amazing the community we, we're, we've started to develop. I mean, this community is still growing. Well, and Chris, just thinking back a little bit about when we first started and why we started, our mission was definitely to learn and educate. And obviously that has not changed an ounce uh, since mm-hmm. we started. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is how our mission has, in my opinion, evolved and grown from learning and educating now to having all these interactions and connection with our conservation heroes, our audience, our listeners from Instagram to our Facebook group, conversations, uh, learning from each other, people contacting us about who to interview and helping us make those connections. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's... We can't, we, I, I mean, John only knows so many people in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> all five of them. Yeah. <laughs> We've already interviewed them all. <laughs> I only have so many colleagues from Lincoln Park Zoo. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but, but it's, so that part's been really surprising and I guess mode, a very motivating, and exciting as far as this community that we formed with all creatures podcast. And the other part, I think it's a, is really we're starting to embrace. And I want to, in the next year, uh, um, grow is our outreach. And mm-hmm. 
I never really thought about that when you were brainstorming this or I, when we were talking about what, where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do. But now that we have this network of conservation heroes and we all love learning and educating our friends and our family about these amazing creatures and why we should conserve mm -hmm. them. Well, if we're not on the field, like some of the amazing field researchers that we've talked to, I know we'll, we're going to mm -hmm. touch on that here in a little bit, but if we're not able to be out in the field, what can we do? And alone, it feels kind of lonely, but together mm -hmm. with either Facebook or social media challenges mm -hmm. or just conversations, it's a lot easier. And that's what we're doing with our planting trees initiative, picking up trash. Uh, and we'll be talking a lot uh, in the next couple of weeks about our plastic free July initiative, which is actually right around the corner and mm -hmm. hopefully get a lot of our audience involved with that. So, and then of course the biggest thing that's really evolved and grown is giving back to these conservation groups through our Patreon subscribers. I never thought, I just, that to me is so cool. And I just, I, I and that was all you, that was all you. I will definitely tip my hat to you with that idea. That was brilliant. Well, we, when we first talked about Patreon, the idea of helping us get better equipment and uh, pay, especially for your editing time and things like that was sounded fantastic, but only if we can be true to what we believe in as far mm -hmm. as giving back to the conservation groups and the organizations that are helping save these animals that are heroes in the wild. Right. And yeah. yeah, so that, that's, vision has come to fruition and we're doing it and we've been doing it the past couple months and hopefully it'll just grow more and more, uh, and, and the months and years as we move forward. So yeah, I just, that, those are things that I never really ex expected when we, yeah. when we sat in I, basically your mom's basement and recorded. <laughs> I know. It, it sounds like it. It sounds like it, it, you know, and it, it's amazing. It amazes me because I, I know I've dropped this in a couple of our episodes, but what I've personally learned, I mean, I, I was aware of this six mass extinction. I was aware that a lot of animals were in crisis. I just was not aware of how, how deep that rabbit hole goes and how bad it actually is. And it's, it not to be Debbie Downer. It's, it sucks. It's bad. It, it is really bad out there in the wild and whatever wilds left, then you go to the oceans and it's even more horrific. So it just motivates me to, to make change and to turn that on its head, this idea of conservation optimism, since you and I have started this, I actually have seen a change globally. You know, when I lived in New Zealand for those few months, uh, seeing it from their perspective, coming back to the United States and from the perspective here of people you know, there is a global movement of change. We just have to embrace it and everybody needs to do their part. And our listeners are conservation heroes. When you refuse a straw, when you pick up garbage off the beach, when you do these things, you're a conservation hero. And that's what, I mean, I've learned so much in the past year and a half doing this. And just, you want to stay tuned because I've got some of our funniest clips at the end <laughs> that I just seriously, when I was editing, I was dying laughing. So <laughs> it's been so great. It has been so great, Chris, and I have learned so much. First and foremost, I've learned that there's so many people all over the world that are working hard to save these species from extinction. And mm -hmm. through the interviews that I've done, they've just been jaw-dropping of how much people will 
give up their lives and time with family and travel and to remote places uh, to to work hard to fight off extinction, fight poachers. Um, and it's been talk about conservation optimism. I love how we've evolved to be able to share those stories with our listeners and, and not only the heroes that are of course in the bush checking out their camera traps, like my buddy Sunarto um, down in Indonesia, one of my favorite all-time interviews or Dr. Barney Long, another buddy of mine, but also locally with all the zoo and sanctuary experts that we've interviewed to learn about all the facets, fascinating things that are happening at accredited zoos and aquariums to help keep these species alive as well. Although there is a lot of doom and gloom, especially, uh, it seems like there's more news coverage now, which I actually think is a good thing. It helps bring about awareness. But within that, there's so many people that are like-minded that really want to do good. And now it's about how do we get there together? So telling these stories with these interviews has just been life-changing for me, um, not to be dramatic, if you will. Uh, and then working with our audience, our fans that have been so helpful and so excited about what we're doing and help give us energy and feedback and introduce us to people that we should talk to, are kind enough to do interviews and reach out to us and say, hey, I want to do an interview. I just never, I just never thought that that was even possible. And so I've learned a lot about human nature. And of course I've learned so much about animal behavior and physiology, but I knew that part I knew I would do. And that's why I was originally excited to do the podcast. So learning about all this human behavior and conservation optimism and community of animal and earth lovers has been just, it's been brilliant. That perfectly said, beautifully said, I, interviewing these experts in the field, you know, um, down in New Zealand, down in Africa, you know, out in Asia, South America, and now, you know, and the, and the ones back here home in the United States, it's, it's been a real thrill to, to speak to these experts. An honor. And, I mean, an honor. Yeah. I mean, for you and you did the groundwork to get world wildlife fund scientists on, which was amazing. Amazing. You know, we had San Diego Zoo, Cincinnati Zoo, uh, Seneca Park Zoo, all these experts from around the world, uh, you know, doing blue whale research, kiwi research. I mean, just wow. And I still go back to one of my very first favorite interviews, Niaga Leonard, down on Kappa Island. Like I just, that made such an impact on me so early on in this podcast. Great interview if you haven't heard it. Yeah, the audio quality is not the best. Our our technical stuff is getting better. <laughs> We still have some hiccups, but until we get more money, we can't afford all the expensive, expensive stuff. We've got decent stuff. I know. I listen to, I listen to NPR and other like you know, real radio stations. I'm like, wow. Yeah. They sound so good. <laughs> yeah, they got a thousand dollar microphone. All their editing and their music microphone. in there. It's just am- I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. So what do you say? And my editing sucks. No, 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 no. Yours is great. We're, we're a two one man, woman, a uh, one man, one woman, yeah. or one woman, one man show. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's what we do, what we can do. But what I wanted to do here, Angie, is just, I want to clip in all the intros to the interviews and I just want people to listen to who we interviewed and, and what they do. And they're just really quick, 
It's, you know, we're welcoming them to show. We describe who they work for, what they do, and just let them say hi. And then you go on to the next one. But we, we've conducted over 32 interviews. And now I, I will tell our audience, we're getting sought out. I have a lot of people emailing us saying, hey, we want to come on your podcast. So now we're getting to be a little bit selective, but then Leonardo, then the well will run dry. Yeah. Leonardo, <laughs> hello, <laughs> waiting for you. Yeah, you get Leonardo. I get Jane Goodall. You get Leonardo DiCaprio. That's the deal. Dream. That's the deal. So let me play this for you and, and, and just listen, you know, listen to, to, to who we interviewed over the, the past year and a half. I know our interview skills have gotten much better and then we'll be back. I said in our polar bear pod, Aaron and I go way back, uh, back to uh, when we both lived in South Carolina. But uh, I just want to say welcome, Aaron. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like so excited, especially of all the people I get to interview, you're our first one. So (laughs) no pressure, none at all. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the All's Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and today I have an awesome interview with Niaga Leonard from the Catball Langer Conservation Project. Uh, Welcome, Niaga. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Hello, everyone. This is Angie from All Creatures Podcast, and today I have a really exciting interview with Suzanne Smith of the Amazon River Dolphin Conservation Foundation. So, hello, Suzanne. (laughs) Are you there? Hello, Angie. Cottrell here today to talk to us about bats. She specializes in rescuing, rehabilitating, and educating people in local Florida bats. So hello, Deborah. It's Hi. nice to see you. Thank you. You too. So uh, thank you so much for agreeing to sit down with me and talk about... Hi, welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and I'm joined with Jesse Golden. How you going? Awesome. Awesome, Jesse. And Jesse has worked with Okapis uh, in his career. Angie, and today I'll be interviewing Dr. Rachel Santemeyer from the Lincoln Park Zoo, who is the director of the Davey Center for Epidemiology and Endocrinology. Welcome, Dr. Rachel. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me and having me talk about one of my favorite animals in the world. I'm Chris, and today I'm joined with Allison Kennedy Benson. Hey. Hello, Allison. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So, Allison you know, how you got involved with rhino conservation, that's specifically what you worked with, you know, what you, the work you've done in Africa, which I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about today, but just briefly. Sure. Um, I kind of, and welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Angie, and today I'll be talking with Dr. Sarah Schulwitz from the Peregrine Fund, and she works with the smallest falcon in North and South America, known as the American Kestrel. So hello, Sarah. Are you there? Hi, Angie. I'm here. All right. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and today I'm like super excited to be joined with Dr. Kim Getz, and we're going to discuss some blue whale conservation work that she's been involved with here in New Zealand, which I'm really excited to finally meet another conservation expert here. But welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Today I'm joined with Autumn Lindy to discuss red wolves. Super excited about this one. Autumn, welcome. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and I'm joined with Angie. And oh my God, man, we are, like we said, we promised last week, we have an awesome guest today, Mr. Corbin Maxey. This is huge for us. So, Corbin, welcome. Thank you so much. I hope this wasn't the big surprise at the end of the Red Wolf episode, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to apologize in advance yes. to all the listeners who were like, Corbin, what? Corbin, who? <laughs> Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and today I have another great interview with somebody that works with animals day in, day out, and that's Jim Winepress from the Seneca Park Zoo. Hello, Jim. Hi, how's it going? Today I will be talking to Bill Ziegler from the Chicago Zoological Society, which operates the Brookfield Zoo. He is a senior vice president of animal programs, and he's in charge of the animal collections and care at the Brookfield Zoo in Chicago. And as my guest today, Bill is here to talk about pangolins. So thank you, Bill, and welcome. Well, thank you. It's uh, nice to join uh, this podcast, and, and it's nice to hear your voice again. I know we met a few months ago and had a long discussion, so um, it's, it's good to connect again. And today I am joined with a good friend, uh, Jonathan Cowart. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for agreeing to do this. I, not to make you nervous or anything like that, but this guy's amazing, folks. You're going to really love to hear from him. But I would say Jonathan is probably the one of the few people in the world that fully understand manatee reproduction. There are not many, a small handful around this planet that understand about these creatures, how they reproduce. Hey, welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and today I'm joined with David Steen, or Dr. David Steen. Hey, hey David, how you doing? Doing well. How about you? Doing great, doing great. And Dr. Steen is working at the Georgia Sea Turtle Center in Jekyll Island, Georgia. Really want to talk today about, you know, snakes and eastern diamondback rattlesnakes. But David has a varied interest in, in a lot of different species, which we'll get to. Today, I'm joined with Dr. Helen Taylor from here in New Zealand. Hello, Helen. Hi, Chris. Nice to be here. Thank you so much. It's We're so lucky to have you. It's I've been really wanting to do this interview for a long time now, and that's really to talk about your work with kiwi, kiwi birds. Yep. Yep, not yeah. the fruit. <laughs> no, not the fruit. <laughs> it's yeah. always important to specify. <laughs> Is, especially here in New Zealand. Yep. So, yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie. And today I have a very exciting interview. I'll be talking with Christina Gorsuch. She is the curator of mammals from the Cincinnati Zoo, as Christina is part of Team Fiona, which is a baby hippo who's now a year old, and she had be- has become a social media sensation. So hello, Christina. Hello. Welcome to All Creatures Podcast. Thanks for agreeing to talk to us today. Thanks for having me. All right, welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and today, again, always excited to do these interviews, and this one I've been trying to line up for a while. But this is Theo Van Nort for here in New Zealand. Hey, Theo, how you doing? Hey, Chris. Good, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. I have been bugging you for a while, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I went to a, a Friday seminar. I got invited, and he took a trip down to the Antipodes, which I'll let Theo talk more about it here in a minute, but is one of the most, re- I would say, one of the most remote places on Earth. I- Hi, everyone, and welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie. 
And today I'll be interviewing a very special guest talking about one of the most unique and mysterious animals in the world. I'll be interviewing Dr. Barney Long, which is the director from the Global Wildlife Conservation, where he acts as the species conservation director. And I'm having him on the podcast today as my guest expert in the Sayola. And a lot, and a lot of people don't know about them. So he's going to be here spreading the word today and teaching us all about the Sayola and the great work that the Global Wildlife Conservation is doing that he's also doing for Sayola Conservation. So good morning, Dr. Long. How are you? Morning. Uh, I'm great. Thank you. And it's fantastic to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie, and today I'll be talking about the Sumatran rhino. It's also known as the hairy rhinoceros or the Asian two-horned rhinoceros. And I'm really, really ecstatic to have back a very special guest, Dr. Barney Long from the Global Wildlife Conservation. So, uh, Dr. Long, I'm really excited to have you back. You agreed. I obviously didn't scare you away the first time we chatted, and you agreed graciously to come back on and talk about a species that's near and dear to your heart that you've worked with extensively over your amazing career. So thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me, and thank you for having me back. Well, I mean, you're actually my first repeat customer, so... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie, and today I have a very, very exciting guest and close friend, an old coworker that I'm going to be talking with today about giant pandas. So I'd like to introduce Michael Brown Palesgrove. He's the curator of Asia Trail and Giant Pandas at the Smithsonian's National Zoo in Washington, D.C., Hello, Michael. Thanks for joining me for this morning cup of coffee. Good morning, Angie. It's so great to catch up with you. I know. It's so fun to obviously hear about your family because Michael and I, of course, have been chatting for like last half an hour. And I said, well, we better get down. To- <laughs> we <we've- laughs> better get to the podcast. Yeah, I'm almost through my coffee, for goodness sake. So we better actually talk pandas podcast. This is Chris, and today I'm so excited to have Bree Onditch from the Georgia Sea Turtle Center that's located in Jekyll Island, Georgia. Welcome, Bree. Hi, how are you? Oh, awesome. It is so great to have you. We are Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and I am joined today with Bethany Bingham from the Hogle Zoo in Salt Lake City. Hello, Bethany. Hi, how are you, Chris? Doing awesome. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Bethany is, is the president of the American Association of Zookeepers and our friend Jim Winepress told me I had to interview Bethany and I absolutely agree because I think this one's going to be great because it's coming, coming at you at a different angle. And welcome everyone to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie and I'm very, very excited for my interview today. It's been almost a year or so that I've been talking about the World Wildlife Fund on this podcast and all the amazing things they do for creatures big and small, scaly and furry. But today, I actually get to talk to an expert from the World Wildlife Fund. I'm so excited today to be hosting Nalanga Jaya Singha. I'm really happy to have her here. We're going to focus today mostly on the Asian elephant. And good afternoon, Nalanga. Hi, Angie. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me, and hi, everybody. 
All right, welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and today I'm joined with Ron Evans from the Cincinnati Zoo, who is the uh, curator of primates. Hey, Ron. Hey, how you doing, Chris? Doing awesome. Thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. You know, i just been so excited for this interview. It's what we like to do, you know. Anytime we get a chance to share our conservation stories, um, it makes us happy. Yes, yes, and we love love what you do, and we're glad we can help. Everyone and welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie, and today I have a very, very special guest. I'll be talking with Dr. Robin Moore today. He is the Communications Director of Global Wildlife Conservation. His specialty is amphibian conservation. So yes, it's all about amphibians today. So get ready, put your seatbelts on. It's going to be a lot of fun. And he's going to be chatting with me today all about the Sewankus water frog. And I'm just so happy to have him here. And so welcome, Dr. Robin Moore. Thank you for being here today. Thank you very much for the intro. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I know. It's, it's so it's so lovely to have you and your expertise because... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie, and today we're going to be talking about the largest species of cat And of course, one of the most iconic animals on the planet. I'm really excited today to have Sonarto with me. And Sonarto is a tiger expert that works at the World Wildlife Fund in Indonesia. And Sonarto has been working in tiger research in central Sumatra for years. Hello, Sonarto. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, Angie. How are you? It's really good to finally we can talk today. I know. So yes, yeah, Naruto and I have been working together. Uh... Welcome to All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris. And today I'm, I just had to invite him on. And that is Rob Lang from Underdone Comics. Hey, Rob. Hello there. How you doing? All right. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I just, you know, we, we've started collaborating with you a few months ago and we, each week, you know, you bless us with letting us post some of your work, and it's I crack up every time you send me something. It is so amazing. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I guess I don't. I, you haven't used any of the sad ones yet. So a lot of them. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and today I'm joined with Bryce Andrews, an author of an amazing book that honestly I cannot put down, and we're going to talk about it today. But welcome, Bryce. Oh, thank you, Chris, for having me. Doing this work, this podcast, you know, talking to people throughout the world. I'm going to be honest with you. I cannot put this book down. I read it in two nights. That is wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie, and today I have a very special guest. I'm super excited for this interview. It's been a topic that we've moderately touched on in some of the podcasts when we've done episodes on big cats. But today I have an expert with me, Katie Cannon. She's an education director at the Carolina Tiger Rescue. Welcome, Katie. Hello. Good morning. I'm so glad to have you here. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. So welcome. I'm in San Diego at the uh, beautiful Balboa Park, my hometown, and I've got a group of koala keepers from the San Diego Zoo here. I'm super excited, as usual, uh, to be interviewing them. So thank you for, for agreeing to do this interview. 
You're welcome. <laughs> he, he had no choice. We're excited too. <laughs> Folks, they had no choice. They, 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 their bosses said, you will do this interview. No, we, we do appreciate you taking your time. I know uh, you had an opportunity to say no, and, and you said you would. Welcome to All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris, and today I am joined with Dr. Rob Hilsenroth, the Executive Director for the American Association for Zoo Veterinarians. Welcome, Rob. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here, Chris. Uh, oh, it's, I'm so, you know, excited to, to finally get to talk to you. You know, we've been planning this for a couple months. I, before we get going, I, I have to tell you this and I have to make a, right, welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris and today I'm joined with Warren Carlisle. Hey, Warren. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, man. I, okay. So I know before we, we got going, I told you we just recorded Octopus. Warren, we just did orcas and I told Angie, I was like, there's no way we're going to beat this species. And then the <laughs> next week we did octopus and it, it wiped orca off the map. <laughs> oh, you should say, or next week we did octopuses. <laughs> octopuses. Yes. We, we can, we can already start with that. That's like the number one thing. People are like, what's the correct plural? So Angie, that is the list of who we've interviewed to date. I mean, ending it with Warren from Octonation, beginning it with Dr. Aaron Curry. Back doing polar bears. That was a great one. They were all, they're all good, but I remember being really yeah. inspired listening to Dr. Curry's and then also to look, listening to Niagara Leonard. I remember I was cleaning and I stopped, and, which I don't yeah. have a lot of free time, but I stopped right. in my tracks and yeah. just sat down and listened and was, and that's when I knew. That's when I knew we were, I think that was the interview that I knew that we were onto something. If somebody was willing to yeah. talk to us from mm-hmm. Vietnam. Mm hmm. From a small island in Vietnam on Cat And Cap working island. to save yeah. Yeah, the 60 remaining cat ball lemurs. That's, yeah. that's, that's what helped light my fire. And I think too. Well, then you, you, well, I was going to say you, you turn around and interviewed Suzanne Smith and that was uh, your very first interview, right? Yes. Yes. She was great. And she was amazing. Yes. And it turns yeah. out we, uh, my sister-in-law and her are friends. So it was, she put up with all my <laughs> shenanigans. It was like the seventh, everybody's like, Related to what is it? The joke yeah. everybody's related to the six, Re- six degrees Reeves or something. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 it? no. We're, we got to date ourselves. It's six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Kevin, <laughs> I totally screwed Which that one up. But yeah, you were literally, you were literally like four degrees away from uh, five degrees through my sister and all the people she knows uh, in Hollywood. So you're close. Yes. So there you Kevin go. Kevin Bacon's very close to you. It's so <laughs> funny. But yeah, I know so this show. Oh, I remember just even figuring out all the, um, the software. She was so patient and kind mm-hmm. and, and luckily that's yeah. improved. And yeah, I feel for me, obviously being a very social person, pretty much everybody I interview ends up, be, ends up becoming like my best friend if they aren't already. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, have a lot of fun interactions with them. And it's almost just like having coffee and I just love their stories. Yeah. Oh, man, one of my favorites, they're all my favorites, but, mm-hmm. and Chris, definitely one of my highlights is where this, why it's so fun to do these interviews and learn and hear people's stories firsthand was the interview, interview I did with, uh, a curator from Cincinnati Zoo, Christina Gorsuch, about Fiona Hippo, the preemie hippo mm-hmm. that was born um, a year and a half or two years ago at Cincinnati Zoo. If you haven't heard that interview, it's amazing. And she recounts yeah, yeah. the story below by below. She's a fantastic storyteller. She's a fantastic mm-hmm. person. Cannot wait to go have a beer with her in Cincinnati. I'm coming for you, Christina. I promise. <laughs> uh, We're all going to be there, yeah. But – 
just hearing her firsthand of what that experience was like and nobody had ever dealt with a premature hippo birth before mm-hmm. and what were they going to do with this baby and this baby shouldn't survive. And so just hearing, I, I have goosebumps right now and I'm not, do, yeah. I'm not doing her justice of her telling the story. And so it's things like that that have really um, just opened my eyes and made this, made it so, so enjoyable and, or talking to Dr. Long, Barney Long, um, or Sonarto oh, yeah. about wow. their treks. Global in- Conservation Wildlife, uh, like another one that you chased down. Oh, like, I love them. Yes, yes. Oh, and you know, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Robin Moore oh. with, with Romeo mm-hmm. and Julia. Yes, I have to do another and, amphibian with for sure. He was fantastic. Yeah. And then Barney's leading the, the charge for Sumatran rhinos. Sure. Like mm-hmm. he's, and Saula, yeah. which I mean, bless his heart. He didn't yeah. tell me that I was pronouncing wrong pretty much the whole interview. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. I'll tell you a few interviews that I just, I mean, I still go back to Allison's and Rhino relocation, her talking about in the Bomas by herself in the middle of Africa with her rhinos and the pride Alliance come up and they're all around the Bomas like that story. I mean, that's giving me chills right now as she recounted that. I mean, talk about conservation crush. Like, wow, that one just, I was like, you are an amazing woman. And then she goes, she runs really the is. London marathon the London Marathon in a rhino suit. She, she was just one of those. Ran it, like mm-hmm, about a month and a half gosh. ago. Yeah. Amazing. And she then raised I got, I, close to ten thousand dollars. Yeah. For rhinos. Just, uh, she's a wild. she's a hero of mine. She's definitely a hero of mine. Then I go, you know, I, I had Doctor Getz talking about blue whale research, which was phenomenal. Helen Taylor talking about kiwis, but I'll tell you one that people I think miss is the Theo Van Nort interview I did, where he went to the Antipodes. And t- describing that environment that very few humans have been on and how there was the million dollar mouse project, like that one, I think just gets forgotten because I went back when I'm going through this review and I was like, that was such an incredible story. How they went down there because the mice that got dropped off, you know, a hundred years ago from a shipwreck had devastated the native wildlife and how they were able to eradic- eradicate them. And now it's coming back, you know, albatross, penguin, all the the crazy birds. And then, you know, just so many incredible people doing incredible work. I, the San Diego Zoo was just a dream of mine to talk to the, the koala keepers. And then just talking to Warren the other day, which is a, a Rob Lang, first of all, my God, <laughs> under the comics, you know, he came down to, to California and I got to meet him. He's, he's so funny. You know what he described me as? Because him and Warren, you know, Warren, the interview that just came out, uh, he, Warren's like, Oh, what'd you think of Chris? And, and he goes, Warren, he's just a gigantic human. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> cause I'm six five and Rob's like five, 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 six. So, but talking to those guys that, that are totally coming from a different angle, you know, right. a fan club and a comic. So yeah, just wonderful, wonderful conservation heroes. I just love them, love them, yeah. love them, love them. And no, and I love, lo- and it's really inspiring too to hear their stories. Of course, about the animals, but I always like to hear how they got their start. And mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Robin Moore is one, which he was telling me how he wasn't really sure what he's doing. He was going this and then going this and trying to get into grad school. He loved he um, he loved amphibians and reptiles. But basically, just started going and hanging out at the different conferences, and they were all, all the professionals and the academics were like, "Who are you?" 
And, and most people would be, I've been at those academic con- conferences and they're mm-hmm. very intimidating. And he was they just are, like, whatever, I belong here. I'm going to make my, I'm going to make my way. And he just kept sticking around and they just kept going, well, like, I guess he's, he belongs. <laughs> and, then, and, then he, and then he finally got in and then got jobs and then, you know, was able to really learn a lot about obviously their physiology and their behavior and right. getting to the point where he's at now. And so just that tenacity of, I know this is what I want to do and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, making me feel that I don't belong. And- so Angie, before we start getting into to some of the animals we've covered, and then again, I'm going to play some of our, our favorite clips from that. Guess how many, I guess, hours we've put together. Can you guess how many hours total all of our podcasts equal? Well, 100 episodes, about an hour a piece, uh, but longer. Mm-hmm. So you can do math. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, 120 hours. Close. 117. So ah, close. Well, if you're playing prices right rules, you're I'm over. over but bust. that's five mm-hmm. full days of us talking. <laughs> when you say it like that, that's pretty painful. Wow. But we've been, what, downloaded you know, hundreds of thousands of times around the world. I know you wanted to kind of list off the countries. Like That's always exciting to see. Well, yes, of course, uh, United States is about three quarters of our downloads. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors to the north, Canada, good five to six percent. Australia, around five to six percent as well. United Kingdom, up there, five percent. And then Germany, New Zealand, Sweden, Japan, Mexico. That's really impressive to see Mexico. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and then, of course, there's just a slew of countries out there, um, everything where from the Czech Republic to Indonesia to Belarus to Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. to Hong Kong to China. And there are multiple downloads. Yeah. So you know it's not just like a oops. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> we definitely have some like we uh, we definitely have some oops from oh I forget what countries they are now. <laughs> but where it was like one download. It's like oh okay, that's Algeria. That's I'm, looking, I'm looking, looking at the some, map this yeah. week. We had a download from okay. Algeria. Yeah. No, hey, shout out to Algeria so, if you're listening. Shout out to you. Yeah, or keep listening. Yeah. But no, that's the thing is we obviously have some fans in Kenya. We obviously have some fans um in Italy and Denmark and Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh so that to me has been really uh exciting. Sweden and heavy motivating. We have a really good following in Sweden too, by the way. Sweden's yeah. Sweden's there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's amazing to see the but reach. So we, but what we need is if you're listening, if fans from far away, if you're listening to this Introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Let us know about the species that we're forgetting because I don't think we've covered a species from Belarus yet. No. Right? No, 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 no. So let us know and we can try to diversify our platform a little bit more and you can help teach us. Yeah. And, and I mean, follow us on Instagram, message, follow us on Facebook, reach out to us. We try to get back to you as fast as we can. You know, please, please, we love interacting with you. That is, that is why we do this. So Angie, switching gears really quick, kind of talking about the species we've covered. Are you ready for the list? <laughs> Let's go like maybe 10, 10 to 12 at a time. Well, it was funny. I was doing a reading Ranger Rick, which is a kid's animal magazine. And tonight with my boys and as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, done that, done that, mm-hmm, done that, mm-hmm, done that, mm-hmm. done that. And then we got to, and then there was ones that we haven't done. Mm-hmm. 
that were in the magazine. And so I'm like, Ooh, okay. That one looks good. Yeah. We've got a good so. list. We've got a good list for the coming year for sure. For sure. So we, I started off talking to a microphone by myself, just talking about the six mass extinction. It's horrific to listen to, but it was how I felt. So I left it up there. <laughs> so then we opened up with, with elephants. Little, uh-huh. little, very rough, very rough, but we did, we did all right. Oof, yeah. Then we go to rhinos. Then you thought poison dart frogs. We really kind of had find, started finding our groove. I, that's one of my favorite episodes to listen to because for me personally, it was out of my comfort zone because it was amphibian mm-hmm. and I had a lot till I did a lot of homework mm-hmm. so I could not sound too stupid <laughs> I talked about them. And so I, so I was very prepared, which is always a great place to be, right? When you're an educator. But no, I just, that's when I started to realize what my role could really be in this mm-hmm. podcast with behaviors mm-hmm. and taking my sense of humor and also my passion for physiology and behavior. And so Chris, talking about poison dart frog behavior, especially the male behavior, and what they do for their offspring, we had a lot of fun going back and forth. And just a quick reminder is that the females lay their eggs on the ground. They're hidden beneath leaf litter. And once they hatch as tadpoles, they stick themselves to the mucus on the back of their parents, primarily the dad. And the dad will backpack the young up into the canopy. That's right. And okay. Put them Why in, did I forget about mm-hmm. dad of the year? That's dad of the year right there. I don't know. Cassowary yes. still gets me, but dad, ugh, see another super dad. Poison dart Well, frogs. and once they, yeah, once they've been, I think you, you coined it. You said they baby wear them and once, yeah. which is hilarious because I used to baby wear my boys when, yeah. they, when I could still, <laughs> when they were small and they carry, yeah, they baby wear mm-hmm. them up into these, these tide pools inside like flowers and plants. And then the male will, basically takes exceptional care of the clutch um, and does all, does all these transportation duties for mm-hmm. them until they can grow big and strong. And so, uh, yeah, that was a, that was when I really first realized how much fun I could yeah. have with this podcast yeah. Yeah. as far as associating. Cause I think as humans, we can be so far removed from nature, uh, especially Animals that were not that closely related to frogs, mm-hmm. birds, things like that. And, and so to see that they do really relatable behaviors to us, I think helps people want to save them. And right. Right. yeah, I just really remember enjoying that. And that, that's when I felt like I hit my stride. Yeah. Yeah. Around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our, our audio still was terrible, but it was a good episode. <laughs> we're still in, we're still in our mom's basement, <laughs> yes, but you know what I mean. Still. So then we did leopard, Pazwalski horse. The, the one that I think we learned a lot from too was the vaquita porpoise and river dolphin. We realized doing two species for one episode was a bad idea because yep. the vaquita actually does, yeah, it deserves its own. Um, and the, and the river dolphins are amazing. So that, that was fun. Reindeer, polar bear learned. Oh, reindeer is when I got to dork out about antler physiology. Yes. yes. And then and we will be covering a new deer species soon. Cause I want to do more of that. <laughs> and then I think we finally hit it. Episode 10 hijinks with the honey badger. <laughs> my favorite, even though it's still the audio sucks. It's still my favorite episode. It's so good. It's so funny. I love them. Too many jokes. Too many. Well, they're such a, they're such a charismatic dynamic animal. Like, Oh, they're just, how can you, they're just so tough. They're just, they're, 
They 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 run <laughs> they Africa. Don't care. I mean, they don't care. They, they do not. Care. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, Honey Badger don't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. I love him. So much fun to learn about, oh, though. Oh, he was great. And then we did Cat Balling or California Condor was really good. That was a good one. Well, and that's starting to learn about too the roles of uh, accredited zoos and aquariumen mm-hmm. bringing species back from extinction, extinction basic, pretty much extinction, basic yeah. extinction, functional extinction. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Functional extinction? Yeah. They were extinct in the wild. Yeah. They were out. So then we did Burmese Python, which was interesting. Then vampire squid. Then a fun episode was a black footed ferret. I mean, mustelids, <laughs> I mean, mustelids, I think every time we do a mustelid, we just have a good time. We just have an amazing time. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Flying foxes. Then we did platypus, which has some oh, good yeah. moments. Cool physiology. Wait for them. There's some good moments at the end of this that we had some some really. Oh my god, that was great. That was great. Uh, a copy, orangutan, pangolin. I think was an eye opener for me. And you Absolutely. were really adamant on doing that one. And I was like, really? Okay, we'll do pangolin. And then the more <laughs> I read, I was like, oh my god. Well, yeah, yeah. and still yeah. just horrific news coming out of uh, overseas about yeah, all these scales, tons and tons of scales being seized and uh and then also too talking with conservation hero bill uh zeigler about their the work at brookfield zoo mm-hmm. to save these guys just super yeah. impressive oh yeah they're just uh terrific what's out there so whale sharks was fun harpy eagle then the blue whale was one of my favorites then autumn lindy who we interviewed you know really said you need to do red wolves i think that was a big eye-opener for me here in the united states how they're yes. being persecuted in the Carolinas and, and their sad story. Then we had Corbin come on, which, you know, was, we're a big fan we of Corbin's. made a new friend. Yes. I know. It's uh, amazing. I can't wait till we all get so together. Cool. Yeah. Snapping turtle, naked mole rat, which was pretty fun. That physiology, that, that in preparing for this 100th episode, which I did mm-hmm. not spend six hours on, uh, <laughs> so for the record. Six minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, their physiology, I think I was trying to think about what I learned the most. And usually whenever we cover an amphibian or reptile or my goodness gracious, an invertebrate. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm, it's an octopus mm-hmm. um, and vampire squid learning, learning, learning a lot uh, about the physiology, but the naked mole rat has to be hands down. One of the most bizarre yes, and yes. cool. Yeah. Uh, animals we've talked about regarding their physiology. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, octopus, octopus we just released. I mean, that one's still. That's right up there too. Yeah. Uh, They're amazing. But yeah. But they're invertebrates. So that, that was like a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Different for us. Different for us. So check out those episodes if you haven't already. I highly recommend it. Just turn us off right now and. No, listen, 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 just put it on your to-do list. (laughs) So then we did hyena. You can can totally be vacuuming or doing dishes while you're listening to this episode. There's not too much meat and bones here. No, no, but stuff's fun. Uh, Hyena, bacterian camel, manatee. We went back and did a river. Bacterian camel. Did you say bacterian? Bacterian. I said said camel. Um, Manatee, (laughs) (laughs) river otters, Cape buffalo was fun. That was a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. Rattlesnakes. We got that in the uh, edited portion. Pretty good stuff there. Manta rays, kiwis, hippos was amazing. And we had John on and that's in our clips. You're going to listen to because there's just a a too much. Awesome. Then we did key mice and I, you know, that's an episode that gets lost because, you know, who cares about mice? And I think we do a good job. Yeah. 
Yeah, talking about why they matter, why these wild mice matter. You know, it's it was it was a really good episode. Uh, one of my favorites too, Sea Dragons, was amazing. You know, just dad of the year, very much mm-hmm. one of the dad of the years. Uh, the Saola lion was a lot Saola. of fun. Saola, yeah, Saola, Saola. <laughs> Salad. Um, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Lion was fun. Chameleon was a really fun episode. The, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, geez, these, all these species. Giraffe. Walrus Great. was incredible. Fantastic. Burrowing owl was incredible. One oh, of my we got to do another owl. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And I still remember Jesse Golden talking about how he was staring at that hole for an hour and gave up and then stood up and looked in the tree and they were all there looking at him. <laughs> he was looking at the burrow. <laughs> oh, Jesse. Uh, Tazzy, not tigers, devils. Yes. <laughs> Vampire bats. Somali wild ass. Panda, John's favorite. Narwhal, Angie. Narwhal, Narwhal, probably still one, one of our, our top episodes. Most downloaded episodes, yes, because yeah. some people didn't even know that they existed. They are yeah. real, and they are amazing. Yeah, they're very much so. Sea turtles, hummingbirds, immortal jellyfish. Oh, Every crazy. animal, I'm like, oh no, their physiology is the best. Oh no, their physiology is yeah. the best. <laughs> oh wait, they're the best. Oh wait, they do that cool thing. Yep, saltwater crocodile, the pika. That's uh those two episodes are some of our top down yeah, ones as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Gorillas was amazing. Axolotl, yeah. Anteater, Cassowary, that was a fun one. Dads, those <laughs> are <laughs> I still can't believe the mom just lays the egg and walks off. Oh, She's goodness. like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> oh my gosh. She just like screw you, I'm out, man. And he's like, What? Where, where are you going? Wait, Junior. And next thing he knows, he's he's got it. Oh you got to listen to Saiga people like that. Their story, their, their unique uniqueness, just uh, elephant seal was a blast. Tigers was just, we did two episodes of tiger because they were just, yeah, we had like a whole tiger month, which was awesome with um, Sunarto from Indonesia. And then Katie cannon from Mm -hmm. uh, North Carolina, Carolina tiger rescue. Yeah. Carolina tiger rescue. Yeah. So she did a an amazing job with that and describing about what a real sanctuary should be. So that was amazing. Then because we, we keep seeing this this term sanctuary thrown around in the news, yeah. like oh they're going to yeah. go to a sanctuary, and that might be a really good thing, or it might not be. And yeah. Yeah. there's that term's not really defined, and so it's up to people yeah. to figure out if it's a good place or a bad. Place. I you know, and I just think our last few episodes, I mean, we do penguins, emperor penguins, grizzly bears. That's another bison, good dad. Bison. Mm-hmm. Then we learn about America. I mean, I think our last month has just been I've I've been blown away. The African painted or wild dog, koalas, orca, the two-part orca because orcas are just holy smokes and now we end with octopus. Like Rounding it out the top hundred. It just keeps getting better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's just been how we've grown, how Angie and I've grown, how you have grown as our, as our listeners and our communities. Just thank you. You know, we're going to, we're going to sit here and play these clips, some of our more funnier moments uh, that Angie and I had. And then, uh, you know, we'll sign Wait, what off. What are you talking about right now? What are we talking about? That clip? It's in there. It's in there. Trust me, it's in there. That and Tazzy Tigers. But it's just, you know, we've we've come a long way. 
and we still have a lot of growth to do. Angie and I know that we're going to keep pushing. Angie's got a whole list of animals that maybe at the end, she can kind of list off what we may be having coming in the next year. We've got some great interviews lined up, more to come. I just thank you for being with us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for sharing this. And I'm going to play these clips for you. Have a good laugh. And then at the end, you know, we're going to sign off uh, on episode 100. So enjoy. Okay. We don't want to, you know, poisoning in them has been a very common way to Mm -hmm. deal with them, but they're trying to think outside the box of how we can work and live alongside them. Right. And not just kill them. Mm -hmm. Right. And and, and that's kind of part of that documentary that made me think, and, and Angie alluded to it earlier, was a farmer, pig farmer who called out, uh, he trapped one instead mm-hmm. of just killing it. He, he trapped it and called out the, uh, the rescue guy to yeah. come out and get it. And yeah, so, yeah. and he said, you better watch out because those things will go straight for your bleep and nuts. <laughs> yes. So this, <laughs> the homies, <laughs> testicles, yes, whatever you want to call them. They, if you are a male and you see a honey badger, run. I mean, even female, I would run too, but run and don't run till you die because if they get a hold of you, they yeah, go, don't drop, don't fall down. Yeah, they go for the nuts and they tear them out. And you know, again, getting a little bit before the nutrition, there have been documentation of Cape buffalo ripping the testicles off, which of Cape is buffalo. one of the big five in Africa, huge. huge. And so Cape buffalo, for those of you that don't know, I'm hopefully we'll get to cover it because it's a really cool big five animal in Africa is they have horns and each horn weighs about 25 pounds, 25 pounds. So their racks about 50 pounds, about 50 pound rack. And like you said, the honey bulls bit. are like two or 3000 pounds, 4,000 pounds. And then they're a force to be reckoned right. with themselves. And so you're telling me that a honey badger, 25, was, 35 pound honey badger running up, ripping off the nuts. Oh my God. The testicles <laughs> of a big bull. It's just, and then waiting for that guy to die and bleed out like horrible, painful death and then go eat it or try to eat it. I I shouldn't be laughing, but it's just, I mean, ridiculous. So if you're a male, just run. Since they're predation, usually they're hunting at nighttime in these underground burrows. They use more like olfactory cues Mm -hmm. and they're, so they're sniffing around, snuff, snuff, snuffing for a, for a uh, prairie dog. And what's been documented that they do, if you can imagine this, that they're searching for the bur- through the burrows and they find sleeping prairie dogs. And then they position themselves on top of the dormant sleeping prairie dog and they'll do a, a little light tap to wake the prairie dog up. And then a sudden, a sudden grab for the throat. Oh my God. Were they, were they then? That is the stuff made of nightmares. I know, right? Don't let your kids listen to this. No, no, yeah. And then, and then they, of course, yeah, they go for the throat and asphyxiate and whatnot. But the really crazy thing is that this, the innate behavior is that they definitely know how, they know where and how to bite in the correct location if they're in a captive setting and then released. But what they don't know. I'm still. (laughs) <laughs> Let me just back up. Well, you say back up the bus. Back I'm the like bus. still on this. Yeah, that's it. Waking up, tap, tap, tap. You open your eyes. Ah, and dead. That's like, I know. That Those is poor like prairie the dogs. worst nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, you know, anybody that you, 
Never mind. I don't wish that on anybody except the evilest of the evil people. Come back as prairie dogs. I know. Because my God, those poor things. It is. It is kind of. It's a. It's very sneaky. And I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm sure the tap 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 is just to help get them in the right position and to minimize. Uh, <laughs> because it's. Do you mind scooting over so I can bite your <laughs> neck or bite your throat? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So oh those poor, yeah, those poor prairie dogs. But. It, what do you know about uh, platypuses? I don't know, Xander. I'm going to listen to this podcast. And <laughs> what do you know about platypuses? That they are are carnivores. Carnivores? What do they uh-huh. eat? Meat. They eat fish. What? There you go. And what else do they eat? Mm, plants. Yeah. And what do they look like? They look like... Webby feet, and they have a bill, bill, and they swim with their eyes closed. How did you know that? Cause, How do you know this stuff? Cause they use their their bills to find their way around the mucky water. <laughs> it's, I think you know more about platypuses than I do. <laughs> Xander, oh man, I'm so excited to be uh, talking today with Xander. He's going to be my co-host. Angie decided that uh, Xander knows more about platypuses than she will ever know. So me and Xander are going to talk about them today. So Xander, what else do you know about platypuses? So they have that crazy nose, right? Yeah. And Where they, do they live? Well, actually, they live in the Amazon River. Amazon? Are you sure? <laughs> I think they live closer to where I'm at right now. Well, have you ever actually, heard of Australia? Nope. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, Australia. There you go. So, yeah, Australia. Uh, covered last week, who right. make the males work time and time and time doing Extra their, hard, yes. Extra hard, and they are, like, yeah. very picky and selective. Yeah. Uh, the, what animals are these? <laughs> Sorry, <it's my> hand. <laughs> Take that part out. Take it out. The vaquita, the vaquita porpoise. Oh, the gorilla. No, just kidding. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the platypus right. is just like, meh, you're, you have a heartbeat. I'll take you. <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> and maybe that's some of her reptilian or uh, bird genes. Where she, Well, birds are actually very selective. But so maybe some of the reptilian yeah. genes. I don't know. Who knows? But yes. And so, I think their eyes have like permanent beer goggles or something. Something. On, yeah. Know. And so yeah. they just, you know, I think they just assume like if he's, you know, in my area, he's the strongest. And so. Yes, I did. I, I told you about my one of one of the sins of my Sinatra Husky dog. There's many more. Stick with this podcast, and you will hear lots of funny stories about that dog. That yeah, dog speaking of that, so next was talking about repro. I'm thinking, how big are these guys? Well, I vampire like your, squid. I, li- I was gonna say, I like that your mind goes instantly to the gutter, Chris. Thank you. It's what we talk about. And you better believe that my mind's right there with you. I have it documented right here that, uh, yes. I knew it. Just to, just to, just to sum things up really quick for repro, Mm -hmm. uh, the blue whale has a large and. (laughs) How big? Oh, God. 
Seven um, feet? I don't know, five uh, feet, two hey, feet? Uh, wow, Dr. Chris, you are on top of your A game today with uh, all of your whale facts. It is. Yeah. It's about, um, it averages in length. Um, it's from eight to ten feet. Jesus. Or 2.4 to 3 meters. <laughs> Stay away but, from that thing. How, but how, Chris, what really fascinated me about uh, the blue, uh, the male and his uh, private parts is that length, yes, fine. Of course, yeah. size is impressive, if you will. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they're so big. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, right? Um, but yeah. the other thing that's really cool about form and function is that because... So getting to how many people are, are bit by snakes in the U.S., so your chance of dying from a snake bite in the United States and probably most Western countries or Westernized or developed countries is 0%. It's almost 0%. And that's because we have excellent care, right? You get, you get bit by a snake, get an ambulance or call the health professionals right away. And you're, they, I really want to highlight yeah. that. I mean, you just said 0%. Yes. Like think about that. For yeah. a second before as you yeah it's kill a cute little venomous coral snake. Yeah, so one in fifty million people in the U.S. will die each year to a snake bite. Five to six people per year die. Now, most snake bites are because people are messing with them, handling them sure. wrong. You know, they're 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 messing around with the snakes. You know, I'm sure there's the the really rare current. Somebody's out in the middle of nowhere, gets bit, and can't find help. You know, that's ultra, mm-hmm. ultra rare. Now, in the United States, one in 37,000 people have a chance of being bit by venomous snakes. There's about seven to 8,000 snake bites per year. Okay, so it doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. like ultra rare to get bit, but most of those are people messing with snakes. That's not all venomous snakes. That's just reported snake bites. So if I messed with that rat snake in my backyard, it probably would have bit me. And then I could go, oh, I got bit by a snake and I'd be added to that statistic. Okay. Gotcha. So it doesn't, the statistic doesn't isolate venomous. venomous Now, yeah, but again, five to six people, that's it. So I looked into this. I was like, okay, well, what are some of the other things? In the United States, sharks, one person dies per year being attacked by a shark. Alligator, one per year. Bears, like, you know, I have a healthy respect for bears. One per year. <laughs> now it gets fun. Spiders. <laughs> How many people die from spider bites? Seven. Seven people per year. Ah. It's probably, you know, some of this is a, is a, is allergic, but now here you go, Angie. Cows. We just talked about cows with Cape Buffalo, your cute little fuzzy things. How many people die per year because of cows? Definitely more than shark. I know more than <laughs> yes, shark bites. 20. For sure. 20 people yeah. a year in the United States are killed by cows. Dogs. 28 people per year. Yeah. Bees, wasp, hornets, 58 people per year. Wow. Okay. That's probably more obviously allergies. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But so when we talk about snakes and how scared we are of them and all this other stuff, five to six versus bees and wasps and stuff with 58. Ashley would love that. Now, <laughs> some other things. Last year, over 37,000 people in the United States died in card crashes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Heart disease, the number one killer in the United States, killed over 600,000 people. Okay. So why are we killing snakes? Why are we demonizing snakes? We should be demonizing, like you said, a hamburger, cheeseburger. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that kills more people. If you give birth, you are allowed <laughs> to have a cheeseburger. All yes. right. But no, 
No, you should not eat a cheeseburger every day. A hundred thousand times more likely to die by eating cheeseburgers than you are from a snake. So they are, they deserve our respect. They deserve our love and our conservation efforts. So yeah, no, they're, 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 they're great animals. They're charismatic and it's one that, you know, you always love to see it at zoos or in the wild. You know, Angie mm-hmm. was talking earlier about how you guys are in Zambia. Now, Angie did say we were going to have another hippo off. Uh-huh. So oh, yeah. I don't know if we want to bring her back. Yeah, we, we can do it. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> I, I love her so much and I just, I hate when she loses. Things, don't want to, but you know, you don't want to, <laughs> but it is what it is. I mean, it's, this is something that, that there will be no, there will be no loss here. I just, I'm not sure she understands. Like, I studied hippopotamus vocalizations. I mean, this is what, I, yes, this is what I did for my life for, for years. Yes. So, but you know, whatever. She, I, I love, I love her because, you know, she's a little cocky. Yes, her her, her cocky, heart so. is much larger than her brain sometimes, but that's one of the things that I, <laughs> that's I just a good love one. so much about her. So yeah, I'll, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. bring her back in for this, uh, challenge. Hold on a second. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, John, you know, it's, it's awesome to hear from your experience. I know we've been talking about this one for, for a while and we definitely will have you on again. I hope. And you know, we've had Xander yeah. on a couple of well, times. Did, yeah. He's, so he's, we'll bring I know in he's done better than me. So yeah, I hopefully I just lived up to what, what he did. But yeah. No, it, it was, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, being on, on this yeah. side of it as opposed to, to listening to you guys, but yeah. it, it's a lot of fun. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Well, go get Angie and then let's have the hippo off and, and I'll be the judge on, uh, okay. On who's better. <laughs> okay. So here we go. We're going to see who can do the best hippo impersonation. All right. Go. (laughs) All right. That was the first one. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You're going to have to turn that one down. Hey, hippos are allowed. Okay. Hippos are allowed. All right. And here's attempt number two. You've gotten better, Angie. You've gotten better. You're still too deep, I think. Base. So if yours well, is underwater, you win. Like, what about this one? Uh, uh, uh. No, I don't know. I always feel like your, your, your initial, I think your initial John's is really high pitched, but your, your, uh, uh, I can't even do it is very deep bass. There it is. Come over here, John. Oh yeah. John wins. Yeah, he wins. He wins. Hands down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. He wins. He wins. He wins the Fair hippo enough. call. I'm no, sorry. it is really good. I just, I just fell more in love with him than I ever thought possible. Um, <laughs> you beat me. How about that? Yeah, so it's a, yeah, there's a victory no, really there. Good. And you know, it's good in life to have things. To, oh, he's doing it. He's doing the um, the Running Man right now. I think that's a dance from, from the '80s for all the kids or '90s for all the kids out there that don't know what the Running Man is. He'll do the sprinkler too, and he's really feeling frisky. There it is. There it is. Uh, so we're going to have a, uh, a roar off, right? Between you and Angie, like the hippo off, which you won, hands down. I love Angie so much. She, <laughs> she does so many incredible things for my life. And I, 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 but 
And you know, when you have somebody that you love, you want to protect them. And I, and I do want to protect yeah. her, but at the same time, she just keeps putting herself in this situation where <laughs> I just can't protect her. You know, I, she's asking for these things. She's asking okay, to compete okay. against me. When I've worked with these animals, I've spent my uh, life working with these animals. Yeah. So I, I've honed my craft in many different ways. And vocalizations <laughs> is one of my studied as, All right. a, as a person who studied vocalizations. So I uh, don't understand why she does this, but she does this and that's the way it goes. Okay. Well, let's hear it. I, I will not even know who it is. I just want you guys to, where's Angie? Okay, Get so, her over so there. We'll, yeah. So we'll go off. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll still camera. Off camera yeah. We'll still have the mic. Go. And we'll, we'll yeah. go from there. Okay. And I'll, 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 I'll see who, who's first and All one right. and two. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, hold on a second. Okay. Oh! 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 <laughs> oh! 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 my God! This is too funny. This is too funny. Oh. Wait, where are we going? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, John. You lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? I think you lost after all that buildup. What? <laughs> I just. Well. I, he, yeah. Well, we have to. I. Well, I'll have to splice in the real one next. Yeah. He he went oof, and you were more. Arr. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were a little bit that more. Little, little you were a little ar, ar, more woofy than normal. Yeah, I think there was more woofies than normal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, the hippo, hippo, John, hands down, John, hands down, hippo, hippo, you, you, you whooped her. It was close. It was close. I'll give you that. It was close, but I think Angie edged you out just a tad. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. A lot more than her. Well, no, her, her would be better, but okay. yeah, that's a little tough. Um. All right. I well, thank want you. To talk just a little bit about the vocalizations, though, not to defend myself. But okay. Okay. We hear, hear lions like growling or whatever. They don't. They, this is their. This is their pride call. This is. This is, and that is more the the male is more of the one who does do the the, the call, right. which kind of gathers the pride around or gets responses. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try to go. I can't get points in the volume, so or the the depth yeah. of it, the vo- the roar. Like he probably does sound more like a lion with yeah. a deepness. I can't. So I went more for style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, and I, uh, you just sounded like I've heard the lions in the morning at the zoo. So I've that's kind of what I've yeah imagined. Well, here, you know, let, let, so yeah. Well, let but me he was, play a little close. bit for the listeners so yeah. they can make their own choice. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with door number three. (laughs) We we both suck. (laughs) It's so hard to get that pitch, though. It's so guttural, you know, it's so deep. They'll do some of these bluffing behaviors like that. Um, but then, of course, they do have um, some fighting stuff. And when they are right, fighting, right. they will growl. They'll screech. Um, 
there just seems to be a lot of a lot of noises. And so here, let me if you stay tuned, I will play for you one of the reasons that they probably got their um their their name for themselves. So yeah, yeah. Now you know why they're called Tasmanian devils. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my goodness, that was crazy. Yeah, happy Halloween. Like if I heard that at my next yeah. door neighbor's house or something, I would call nine one one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 why they got their name. You hear that in the forest, you're like, oh my god, what is out there? That would freak me out. That was but yeah, great. I mean, that's some of that. Some of that's just their feeding behavior, the way they communicate with each other. Some of it's for dominance purposes, right? Now, Angie, I have to say the MOA, I don't know if you remember the MOA. Think back to Kiwi. The MOA, very large ostrich-like bird in New Zealand. Okay, got wiped out by humans. That's right. Got hunted Mm -hmm. to extinction. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We said it was the biggest bird ever. I'm going to tell you, the MOA is going down. It is going down as the champ of the biggest bird ever. In September, so we we recorded Kiwi, you know, last a year ago. Were we so wrong? September, we've never been wrong. No, before. no, no. Oh, we've <laughs> never been wrong. Never. <laughs> so we said the the moa was the largest bird, and it was at the time. But science, and what did you say? Research. Yeah, it's not called so we search. Redo- I wish it was called yeah. search. You could just do it one time, and you're done with it. It's yeah. called research. You have to keep redoing it, right? Yes. So recent research last September determined that the elephant bird from Madagascar was actually bigger. So it was actually the largest bird ever. It could be almost 1,600 pounds or 730 kilograms. Yes. It's enormous. (laughs) I love this podcast. Seriously. I know. This is amazing. You are amazing, Chris. It's a cow. That's the size of a cow. That's a yes. big horse. That's a draft horse. I was, that's like almost. a draft horse. Yeah. Mini draft horse, smaller Mini draft, draft horse, yeah, but yeah. stood almost 10 feet tall. Stood almost 10 feet a story tall. Like, geez. And yeah. it only got wiped out like 800 years ago. That thing was still running around 800 years ago. They finally wiped well, them all out. Yeah. They were like, that's some good eating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> feed you for a year. Jeez, the sixteen hundred pound bird. What a shame, though. God, oh, I, that would be. Man. Yeah, see, that's what humans can do. But yeah. now we know better, and now yeah. we have domesticated animals that can help, and domestication of feed a lot us, of yeah. plants and mm-hmm. other proteins, mm-hmm. uh, preferably plant protein. There's my pitch for mm-hmm. um, for the environment. But yeah. yeah, so we have other proteins, so we don't need to um, wipe out the cassowary or any other right. any other large birds for uh that welcome to the all creatures podcast this is chris and i'm angie and i'm corbin hey there he goes hey welcome hey. corbin what's <laughs> a little delay Our... <laughs> how's it going yes it's <laughs> good good and we are so excited this has actually been in the works for a few months corbin's been really busy so we have scheduled this kind of round table again. I think we need to do this every year. And can you believe it's almost like Corbin, you launched your podcast came out about when ours did. And it's been, can you believe it's been a year and a half almost? 
Isn't it insane? I can't even believe it. I can't. Yeah. And you guys are well into your episode 70s. I feel like a slacker over here. Like I get <laughs> notifications. You guys are busting them out like crazy. I'm like, you know, you know, keeping them up on a weekly basis. So congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Well, there's two of us too. So it helps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Angie cracks a whip on me and I got to get out there and hustle. And then I crack the whip on her. So, um, but yeah, th- thanks for, thanks for joining. <laughs> We're, we're, yeah, thanks for joining he's us. Actually, we're gonna he's, to... he's, he's actually a softy. I always text him. I can't do it. I cannot meet tonight or I can't talk tonight. And he's always like, okay. So, but because I worked at an accredited zoo, which is the highest standard of care, I, I am a little bit biased in the fact, or I'm a lot biased in the fact that I, a lot of what the naysayers are saying against zoos are the, the dung that they're flinging. If you'll pardon the pun. I love puns. Uh, is, <laughs> you can, <laughs> In order to be open-minded, I want to try to understand it and see if there's some validity to it or why they might think this and then also show data or facts about why that thought, that reason or the reason they might like to try to get people to open their minds that, of course, I guess are naysayers. It was my driving force behind doing this podcast today. Yeah, and that's great. And really quick, I guess I should add that with my job working on shows like the Today Show and other late night programs, I work firsthand with AZA accredited zoos and I have a lot of experience, you know, with their protocols, the permitting, I mean, just everything. And I also was a spokesperson for the AZA at one point in my career. So I'm excited to kind of use that experience as well to, uh, yeah, to add to the conversation. Yeah. And in case we didn't mention it, AZA stands for the American, oh, I was. <laughs> Screw this up. I guess we, I guess we should say what the hell the AZA is. Clearly, I don't know My after 20 years. Uh, I just always say AZA. It's like, a, that's, that for me is a word. That's a noun. It means it carries a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> the Association for Zoos and Aquariums. Thank you, Chris. You this is why you're my partner in crime. Yes. Uh, oh, you have mom brain. We know what that is. On fire. <laughs> it's like nine o'clock yeah. at night here. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elephant bird that just took over the okay. MOA um, last September. But research. So, anyways, you know, I love this history stuff. It is crazy. You're reading the history of zoos. It dates back 2,500 years. You know, animals were kept, you know, under human care. It's horrific to think about, but you think of Rome, the Colosseum, you know, how they were really, that's, that's horrible. And that was 2000 years ago. Right. And, you know, some people think, oh, this, this idea of conservation is just something recent that zoos have come up with because they've taken some public pressure. And that is absolutely not true. Is absolutely not true. He says, I, this is really eye opening for me. You know, zoos, as humanity has developed in the last few hundred years, zoos were originally or menageries were for royalty, right? King of England, Queen of England, you know, France, all that status of wealth. They had these animals, but they were not shown to the public in the 18th century. So 1700s is when zoos really started and they started showing off these collections to the public. So, you know, we're going 250 years roughly. And even then the public was against mistreatment of animals, really use of animals. It wasn't like, Oh, you know, look how cool this is. Oh yeah. They were, it's so you read this history and the, the public shaped what zoos are today, really over, over 200 years. 
you know, in the, uh, in the 1700s, there was a German philosopher. He wrote about humans having a moral sensibility to care for these animals and not exploit them. So people have cared. It's not, this isn't something just in the last 20, 30 years. This is last few hundred years. We've always loved that. Um, hold on. Where do I want to go with that? Is that my home? <laughs> and that's it. Sorry. Oh, here we go. Okay. Thanks. That's a little lame. I, my slide got moved down. Hold on. <laughs> it's a little lame. So good. So, uh, okay. so it's, it's, it makes me think of every species we're covering. There's, there's something we're learning about them almost. So it makes me think of the Tasmanian devil I'm, just because I'm, I'm making some, some good friends down in Tasmania, uh, Googs, shout nice. out to Googs down there in Tasmania. But I was talking to her and I want to try to get down there, Angie. So if I get down to Tassie, I know we have some Aussie friends who are like, you know, come out and see us in Australia. So you might have to come with me and, I, and I'm laughing with her and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go trek and look for Tassie tigers. Cause she said she's heard them, but she has never seen them. And, and she was here in the States for a while and, and moved back down there. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to go trek, and I'm going to go find some Tassie tigers, and I'm going to record the sounds. And then I thought for a minute, wait a minute, this isn't New Zealand. You can go trekking all over New Zealand, and you're safe. There's nothing there that would kill you. Nothing. You know, it's a, some of the food's okay. It's good food. You know, it's decent. There's <laughs> everything in Australia will kill you. Like, I don't want to be going oh. trek to Tasmania. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. I was like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I would like to go to the Australia Zoo. That's about my my my, yes. <laughs> my comfort level. <laughs> Maybe the Great Barrier Reef, but yeah, yeah, or or, or with a guide. I would definitely like yeah, want yeah. a couple a couple nice yeah. young Aussie gentlemen to make sure that I'm or ladies. Lee, hey, Lee, I got one for you. You know, Lee Lee down there. Lee works works down there in Australia, and he's always posting stuff on Facebook. So shout out to Lee down there, and he'll take you. They'll take you to the Dane Tree. You can go find the cassowaries and the salty crocs and the platypus and all the things we talked about. The whole point of that story was Andy. Where are we going? What are you talking about? I have Chris. I have two more really important points about why you should care about elephant seals. So let's (laughs) let's wrap it up, buddy. Let me wrap it up. Let me wrap it up. The whole point of that wasn't to say hi to Googs. It was to say Tazzy Tigers. Oh, hold on. Yeah, Tazzy Tigers. Is it Tassie? Do those even oh exist? Oh my god, why did I say Tassie Tigers? You've been saying Tassie Tigers? Did I say Tassie Tigers the whole time? The whole time. The whole freaking time. <laughs> I'm not I'm on drugs, thinking, I promise and you. And I'm thinking like, aren't those extinct? Like, I'm pretty sure those are extinct. Like, I didn't know if it was a joke. I thought it was going to be a joke. Um, uh, Tassie Devils, Angie. The Tasmanian Devils okay. is what I was thinking. Do you want to back so, this up or do you want to leave this in here? Because no, it's so hilarious. No, no, no. I'm just going to... I'm going to leave it. And the Tasmanian <laughs> devil with the transmutable uh, cancer. Yes. Oh my God. Has cancer researchers around the world saddened by their plight, but excited to learn about this cancer. That was the point of that story. <laughs> it's wow. talking about Tassie tigers that went extinct a long time ago. Was, so and that, anyways, and I, why care about elephant seals? I should have rescued you sooner. I was just. I was just going with it. I, you know, we don't have a script here, folks. We just, I would just, what they call like ebbing and flowing, or there's some term when, in, in. and so in general, killer whales have limited dispersal from their maternal pod and young whales are always, always going to be in their mother's pod. 
And so if they're, if you're in a pod, you're usually close to them within a hundred meters of each other to coordinate all these activities like hunting and protection, things like that. And they share prey and they usually don't stray from the pod for more than a few hours. And of course, family members, pods will teach through what they call apprenticeships. So as Chris highlighted earlier, it's not just like, okay, here's one time watching me. It's actually an apprenticeship of learning, like hands-on learning. Yeah. Like Uh just hold on. Like seriously, this is a whale. This is a dolphin, technically speaking. That, oh, apprenticeships. Let that sink in for a minute. Let's just don't brush that over. Like apprenticeships. That shows you how quote unquote cultured they are, how intelligent they are, how their social behaviors are. Like, holy, that is, this stuff that we've discovered in the last 20, 30 years in, in all these animals has to change humanity's view on how, how we look at all these different species. It has to talk about, you know, Julie going back, telling me, be optimistic. This is the stuff that makes me optimistic. When we get this data out and we talk about these things, people have to know this. They have to know this. So they care going back to what you said in the very beginning, you know, of episode one, you were talking about. This is why I care. If you don't listen to this and care, which I mean, I know people do that are are fans that are listening, but still, this is the stuff that we have to get out to the public in the general eye. So when you have, um, biting my tongue, our politicians who go, oh, it's a stupid whale, who cares? Let's go drill or start doing sonic booms in the Puget Sound area or... Oh, anyways, I'll, I'll save it for another day. It just, this is why we all need to work together because that is Angie, that fact alone stuns me, stuns me when you really think about it. Well, stick with me, brother. I've got a few more. <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> marching to DC tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not done yet, but so speaking about, and we touched on it, I think in uh episode all right, Angie, I'm, I'm telling you, when I was clipping all those, I think still my favorite out of all of those has to be when John was talking so much trash about how he was going to whip you in the roar <laughs> off and you came blasting in and you beat him hands down, hands down. He was so <laughs> I know. He, he is probably still slightly devastated from that because he <laughs> is, he's the lion roar in our house. The boys have been hearing him roar for years and he's really mm. good at it. I just think he had like, he choked a little bit, which is weird because <laughs> I'm the choker. So yeah, I think he like, yeah, something he was still going he was getting the, sick that day. I don't know. From the, the hippo off where he was so confident. He's like, oh, I love Angie, but I'm sorry. She's just going to get demolished. And then he came which in I and did. beat you. He oh, beat yeah. you fair and square. Yeah. Then I, then the very next episode was him talking about. Oh, she has no chance, no chance. And then you whoop them. I know. <laughs> no sprinkler dance that time, huh, John? See that? Yeah, the podcast is fun for everybody. That's for yeah. sure. Not only myself, but obviously for John and the boys. And yeah, it's just going to, this next year, I, I look forward to growing more. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to get, I want to stay in our comfort zone in some aspects. Mm-hmm. Perhaps talk about the talking, zebra, 
Um, other animals I worked with like golden lion tamarind, Arabian orc, sable. I'd love to talk about more bird species. We haven't done a citizen or a parrot yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be fun to do a fishing cat. I'm really into carnivores now, especially after this past couple months of talking about hunting behavior. Mm-hmm. And a lot, with a lot mm-hmm. of my hoof stock, I haven't really mm-hmm. dove too much into that. So, and I, and then I want to get out of our comfort zone and cover more rep, reptiles and amphibians and yes, vertebrates. Yes. Uh, and I'd really yeah. like to do a segment on coral especially yep. being down here in Florida. And, and since we've been talking so much about the ocean and the inhabitants that live in the coral reefs, I think that they need some attention as well and hopefully get hooked up with an expert. So yeah, looking forward to maybe I, talking to a wild dog expert as well to answer yeah. all my dying questions about carnivore behavior. So, and then recommendations and these connections, that's what we need. And that's what um, I look forward to, to doing in the next year. I know of two species we have to cover soon because both our sons have requested a gecko and a squirrel. Yes. So, and we still owe a salmon. Can we just ship a salmon to John? <laughs> <laughs> just say, here's your salmon. No, we're, we're getting better with our ocean creatures. So I, I, I would yeah. do a salmon. I'd like to learn more about their. Well, their natural history, their current status, because salmon is so popular. Right. You know, so maybe well, yeah. it, it will be a good episode to talk about because wild caught versus farm raised, you know, salmon is, is a, a huge fish in New Zealand when I was there. That was the primary fish we ate, you know, so it's a, it's a staple in our diet. So maybe it behooves everybody to, to learn a little bit about what we eat. Sure. Sometimes. Well, and, and the physiology too. I mean, we've done sharks, so we can. You know, we can, we can, we can do Only it. Patreon has done sharks. So there you go. There's a oh. good plug for Patreon. <laughs> I forget that. <laughs> Great white, <laughs> Great white shark on Patreon with cheetahs, you know, two species we, we've also done and we've got a third coming for them soon. But yeah, we, you know, there's millions of species on the planet, tens of thousands of, of vertebrates that we can cover. So we're going to be in business for a long time. And we're going to keep doing this. Job security. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So implement those conservation tips, support those organizations. They're listed on our website. I have to fix our website and actually have conservation tips put in there now. Follow us on Instagram. We're posting every day. Yes. And please review us too as well. So we can, uh, it'll help bump us up in the rankings, which would be great. Yeah. And I'm going to be, it's going to be fun doing episode 200. Like we're going to be, it's going to I know. be fun Should we to make predictions? Do you think we'll have our first fight yes. by then? No. you Because we're still not no. going to be I've making any money. Years. I've known you. No, I don't care how much money we make. It's 50-50. Always has been. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I've known you for 10 years. You've been my grad student and my friend, and I have never been angry with you. Uh, ever. Yeah. Not one pretty, time have I'm I, because I'm not, a, I'm not an angry guy, but yeah, yeah I was going to say we're both too, too easy like, go. We're both too nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, if anything, I'd be like, oh, bless Angie. his heart. Bless his heart. Yeah. Uh, okay. So any other predictions? Um, predictions. When will we hit episode 200? When we're will Leonardo call me? Four, five, six. We're talking another over a year and a half, less than a year and a half. I predict, I, here you go. I will predict we will have a major, major, major conservation expert with a big name by episode 200. Okay. Or yeah. celebrity. Mm. Okay. Okay. Cause there's, there's a couple I've, I've had in mind that I'm, I'm thinking about reaching out to. Okay. Uh, one's a friend, but another is, is pretty big. So I, by episode 200, we will have a, a major celebrity. You know, other than Corbin Maxey, we know you're still listening, Corbin, but we will have a, uh, 
somebody big, somebody big, 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 big. Awesome. Or let us know if you guys are six degrees away from Leonardo DiCaprio and can get him on yeah. here as well. Or if you are listening, Leo, please email us and, uh, you know. Yes. Allcreaturespod.com. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Angie or Oprah. anywhere in the world. I love Oprah. Or yeah. Ellen. Oprah. Ellen DeGeneres would be a good fun one. Yeah. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on some things, Angie. So by 200, we'll, we'll, we'll have a big celebrity, I think. Um, and we'll be definitely in the top 100 of science. No problem. Yes, definitely. I will make that prediction now too. And we're all going to, the earth's going to be in a better place in, in a hundred episodes. Absolutely. The earth is definitely going to be in a better place because people are starting to be more conscious about their own decisions. And, mm-hmm. and I read this. Great quote the other day that I want to end with by Anne-Marie Bonet. She's at Zero Waste Chef. We don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. So check us out, Plastic Free July. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's stuff. There'll be stuff on our Facebook and Instagram and webpage about it. Join us in the movement, All Creatures Pod. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Angie. Thank you for putting up with me. And uh, I'm just saying thank you in advance for putting up with me for the next 100 Um, episodes. Absolutely. My pleasure, my friend. And thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for putting up with us, our puns, our jokes, my kids, my dog, and our clicky nails (laughs) on the wood floor. (laughs) It's been wonderful. And reach out Uh, to us. We uh, The feedback has been very encouraging. So thank you so much. 